Hey golfers, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Tim Connor, golf coach, PGA member, and golf academy owner out of Spokane Valley, Washington. That is the east side of Washington, closest to Idaho. Life is good, and I wanted to talk to you today about golf instruction, more specifically about golf club lag. Most recently, I did a podcast talking about lag, and it kind of sparked some interest, so I just wanted to do more of a deep dive. So if you haven't yet, go back and listen to that podcast. It's four or five, six episodes back. But today we're really going to dive into some of the finer details of golf club lag and how it functions in the golf swing. So let me first start by defining it. Golf club lag is the angle we're going to set between our lead arm and the club. If you remember back to your math class, a perfect L shape is 90 degrees between your lead arm and the club. So the club would be flexed parallel to the ground if your arm was hanging straight down. And most simply defined, leg is that angle, and then when that angle gets unloaded, how it gets unloaded, and then how that functions in your golf swing. Now, a certain amount of leg really is needed to play the game at a high level. There are players that play with more leg or less leg, but everyone has some amount of it because you need some amount of it to translate into shaft lean. I want you to think about that for a second. How could you have the shaft of the club hitting before the golf ball if you didn't have any golf club leg? it wouldn't be possible. So leg is a contributing factor to shaft lean. Although it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have shaft lean, it's just a contributing factor. And then really what ends up being the final factor is how long you hold onto that leg, how it gets unloaded, and then how that unloading gets released through the golf ball. This is a very interesting topic and one that we honestly have less science surrounding this. So some of this is just more my anecdotal observations and observations through teaching the game for a long time. But I wanted to kind of take you through some different release patterns and then how you can go about developing into having some more lag than you already have and whether you should be searching for it or not. I want you to think of lag as contributing to two major functions. It's going to function as to where the bottom of your golf swing is. So your swing is in a circular arc or an elliptical arc. And then at some point, the bottom of that arc or the lowest point of that arc, the low point of your swing, it might happen near the ground. It might happen in the ground. It depends on whether you're swinging a driver or an iron, but at some point you're gonna have a bottom of the golf swing and leg is a direct influencer as to where the bottom of that golf swing is. For a lot of you that might hit the ball fat or thin, that struggle from a low point that's behind the golf ball or away from the target. Having more lag is a primary contributor and I think you should be well aware of how much lag you, you retain or hold in the hitting area. If you don't have any, then you need some and you need to build some. Now there's a couple good ways to build it. You can build it through doing things like a hinge and hold type drill. There are training aids that are very productive. The most popular one is that yellow training aid. I forget the name of it, but basically it's it attaches onto your club. And then as you have leg, that yellow thing maintains attachment to the lead form. But let's get back on track here. So you need some leg to help you develop where you're going to hit the ground. Should you hit the ground behind the ball or where should the bottom of your swing be? The best ball strikers in the world when their ball is on the ground, their bottom of their swing tends to be three or four inches in front of the golf ball. So their club is descending, hitting that golf ball, and then the very lowest point of that swing, the bottom of that arc, is out in front of that golf ball. Now, I wanted to really talk about leg because it, I think it's a very important piece of the puzzle. It's something that's a little mysterious to a lot of people, but it does play a major role. So we talked about it affecting the bottom of your golf swing. The other thing it affects is the speed of your swing and where you release leg and how it gets released 
really affects the speed of your swing. You can think of this, the maximum, the most potential for speed is gonna happen when that angle disappears. And that could happen early or it could happen late or it could happen right near the golf ball. Ideally, what we want is we want it to happen right near the golf ball no matter what club we're hitting or a frame or two after the golf ball. So you get a couple inches through the hit and then the club whips through past your hands. Releasing the club is kind of an interesting topic. I want you to think of defining the release of the club as when it actually passes a straight line from your lead arm. So at some point, the club is going to straighten out with your lead arm, and then it's going to pass that. Most of the best hitters, that club is going to release shortly after impact or pass those hands. And if we're hitting a driver, it could happen just before impact. And this really affects the, our angle of attack. So for example, when we're hitting a driver, if that club gets released earlier, it's going to ascend more into the hit. If it gets released later, which is very uncommon, it's going to descend more into the hit. And there are also ulterior things that are gonna add up to how your club path is developed, including your swing path. So your swing path, in combination with your golf club leg, in combination with your angle of attack, all those factors really add up as to how you're gonna hit the golf ball and how you're gonna deliver the club into the back of the ball. But today I want to talk specifically to lag because that is the topic of discussion. And then just know that these other things influence that. The release of the club can happen in a couple different ways. It can happen more vertically, meaning that if you were looking at me from the front view, that club is going to release more upward or it can happen more horizontally. So when it comes through, that club is going to swing more around me as it releases through. And it's typically some combination of both of those two things. All of these things are happening through the hit and they basically add up to creating some type of hitting scenario where you're creating your angle of attack, you're creating the bottom of your golf swing and you're creating when is the most amount of speed released. But if we're really distilling lag down into its most important factors, it's when are you releasing the speed and how is it influencing your angle of attack? Those are the two primary contributors that most of us need help with, to be honest. Most people need help working on the bottom of their swing. They need to hit the ground more in front of the ball, not behind it. And then most people need to learn how to release the speed of the club into the back of the ball when it matters. A lot of people release their speed of their swing early and then it's all, they've lost a lot of their potential. So let's say for a lot of you, your potential is 100%. Meaning that's the fastest you could possibly swing the golf club. If you're releasing your, your leg or your angle too early, you're probably operating at 70% efficiency, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. But for many players that release it too early, there's just, there's nothing hitting the back of that ball. It's that little soft swipe. And that's why, that's why you can watch players that don't look like they're super muscular or they don't look like they're very athletic. But you can just kind of watch that club work. And as you watch it work, you're like, something special is going on. Something really special is allowing them to hit the golf ball as far as they do with the build that they have. And a lot of times that's using their club efficiently and using their body efficiently with that club. Now your body, I would say, is a secondary influencer to golf club leg. Your primary influencer is your hands. Your hands are your connection to your club. And then how you work with your body through there also can influence how that club is loaded with your hands. I want you to think of this, for example. So if you're, if you're to swing and make a backswing, and then you're to rapidly change directions with your body, that club tends to get left behind and legged behind the hands. 
And this is kind of a magic move that a lot of really great players have. And we actually do have some data from this, particularly through the ground force mats that we can work with. And what we're finding is that a lot of the best players in the world, their pressure starts shifting towards the target when their lead arm is actually parallel to the ground in the backswing. So think about that for a second. So the pressure actually starts shifting forward before they're completing their backswing. And this is creating the, the coiling or the, the winding of that spring where everything is getting loaded and turning against each other, where we're creating a spring-like load in, in the body in the golf club. And that change in direction really sets pace for everything to come whipping through the golf ball. And that's why the best players are the best. They're good at creating speed. They're good at controlling the low point of their swing. They're good at controlling their club face angle. They're good at hitting it near the middle of the club face. And they're good at creating predictable shots. And then they're really good and really strong mentally. Some of the strongest people in the world mentally are professional golfers. They're able to stay present and focus on what's important to them to help them execute when things really matter and there's a lot of pressure on their shoulders. I really admire professional golfers, both men and women, for, for being able to perform when it really, really matters. Because you've seen it before, there's really great players that just cannot handle it when it comes down to the most important events. And, and, and there's a difference between playing locally and then playing sectionally and then playing nationally. And all those layers really add up. But the best players are able to perform when it matters. Well, you all, I just wanted to hop on here today and talk about golf club lag. It's a very important function in the golf swing. You can really distill it down into those two most important categories. That leg can help you hit the ground more in front of the ball. It help, can help you control the bottom of your golf swing, whether you want it more forward or more backward, depending on whether you're hitting up or down on your shot. Typically, you're going to hit up when your ball is teed up. You're going to hit down when your ball is on the ground. And then it's a primary influencer on golf club speed. There are several primary influencers on speed, including strength, including body speed, including hand speed, including golf club lag. All of those things really add up into the amount of speed you're going to able to be able to accumulate into the golf club and into the shot. I really look at lag as being low-hanging fruit for most people. Most people need more lag. They need to hold on to their club longer. They need to hit the ground more in front of the golf ball. It's very rare that a player has the opposite of that problem meaning they need to get rid of their leg earlier. And although that can happen too. And you can read a lot from your ball flight. Are you hitting it too low or are you hitting it too high? What are your spin rates like? What are your launch angles like? And that's something that a golf coach can help you with as well. Anyway, y'all, I just wanted to hang out today, talk a little, dig a little deeper on the topic of leg. If you have any questions, submit them to me via email or reach out to me on my socials. I really like hearing from you all, hearing about your journey, where you've been, where you're going and what you got going on. Leave this thing a review. Tell a friend about it. That's the most impactful way to help this podcast. And we will catch you back here. Same time, same place next week. 